We got this. We are smart girlies. Who said that? I did. Hi, and welcome to Lesbians. I'm Armani. And I'm Mac. Grab your nearest queer and your nearest oat milk iced latte and get comfy and listen to us talk about everything and anything. Okay. Armani, what are we talking about today? Today we are talking about our horrible lesbian breakup stories that are also kind of funny, as well as biphobia. Hey, I'm Money from the Future. We actually did not get to biphobia in this episode because we honestly just gabbed way too much and couldn't get to it. But don't worry, we will get to it in another episode. Okay. And what are our topics today? So our intro topics are going to be the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial and Nancy Reagan. I think she's getting a stamp. I'm not exactly sure. McConaughey sent me something on Instagram today and she was very angry. So I'll let McConaughey take it away because I'm interested to know what it's about. The first person I'm fighting when I get to hell is Nancy Reagan. It is hands on okay. Uh sure. Yes. So... Jill Biden, Dr. Jill Biden, commissioned a stamp to Nancy Reagan today, which I guess commissioning stamps is some vice, or not vice president, first lady duty or something. I don't know. But pick someone else this month, maybe. It's Pride Month, and Nancy Reagan was a proud advocate of anti-LGBT people. Like, she hated gay people. The Reagans, worst people on earth. Well, didn't Reagan give uh, gay people HIV or something? Was that during his reign or was that somebody yeah, else? During his, and they completely, you know, ignored them and gave them no support. Yeah. Kept preaching anti-abstinence. So I just think it was very, what is the word, like blind to like commission something like that without thinking about it. It's just uh, insensitive because it's Pride Month. Are you joking? Also, I agree about Reagan having like Alzheimer's or dementia and Mm -hmm. Nancy pretty much, you know, running the show. So, I mean, you know, just conspiracy theories, but who would be, who would you put on a stamp if you could choose for Pride Month? Marsha P. Johnson, 100%. She gets B stamp. Why did they give her a stamp? I am writing Jill Biden a letter right now. As you should. I'm pretty sure Marsha P. Johnson, wasn't she a transgender woman? Yes. Yeah. So let's put her on a stamp. I just know that she was very influential in the LGBTQ community. A lot of people say that she threw the first stone or the first brick. Apparently she didn't throw the first brick. There is a documentary on Netflix about Marsha P. Johnson, and I've been wanting to watch it, but I'm also like, it wasn't made, like, someone basically took the rights to her name and made something without, like, her family's consent. Oh. So now I'm like, I don't want to watch it. But yeah. but we'll talk about her during our kind of, like, queer history episode that we have planned at some point. But McConnell also wants to just talk about the Stonewall riots really quick, I think. Well, yeah, just an introduction to Pride Month for anyone that doesn't know. Um, June of 1969 was the Stonewall Riot, which pretty much sparked the modern gay rights movement. 
So that's why we have Pride during June. And yeah, so pay your local gay. Pay us. Don't fall for all the rainbow washing shit. I did buy a dog toy from Target. It's the lesbian giraffe. But Molly ate it because she's homophobic. Yeah, one time I did ask Ori if she was homophobic and she meowed. So it's nice to know both of our pets are. But Target's like merch that they have this year. I just feel like they have no gay people involved in making like. Way better than last year. But it's everything rainbow washed. I just, I'm not a, I know everybody has their own style. Okay. I'm not judging anybody that wears the rainbow wash stuff, but it's like, it's just the rainbow is tacky. It's giving tacky. It's not cute. Like, I like the flag, like, shown off, but I don't like yeah. that rainbow. There is a way you can do it. It just yeah. takes a bit of effort, and the way that people typically do it is not it. But so how do you feel about people having, like, huge flags in the room, like a huge rainbow flag? I have personally 100% have, like, flags and tapestries on my wall, so whatever you want to hang. I am not good at decorating. One time, one of my friends walked into my apartment room and she was like, oh, like your room's cute. Like, what are you going to decorate? And I was like, oh, it is decorated. So yeah, don't ask me for a decoration advice. I have like four things on my wall. They're all different themes, but they're all orange. So hey, at least it's on it's on theme. It all matches. And that's all that matters. I don't know if this is controversial to say, but I feel like the big ass flags, no matter what, if it's the rainbow, the lesbian, the, I think there's a bisexual one, the ones yeah. I've kind of just seen on TikTok, it's just giving tacky. I'm like, why is your whole room covered in one like big rainbow flag? But it is because I was raised by my mother who used to think everything was tacky. Yeah, tacky was thrown around in my house. Which personally, my gay decorating style is just having like silhouettes and boobs everywhere. I do like those. You know, like I I have this statue in my Amazon gift bag. Like, which (gasps) Amazon? Oh my God. Anyway, sorry. Sorry, everyone. I was like completely shocked. Why is my boss calling me right now? I told her I worked eight to five anyway yeah so i have this sculpture it's like a little like potted plant thing you can put a plant on the inside um and it's boobs and there's another one that's an ass oh that's cute i know oh in case anybody was wondering me and makana actually have not seen each other in since high school um since after high school i'm pretty sure i cannot remember the last time i saw you i know because she lives like i don't know how what nine hours away from me or something and yeah, different states yeah and then but, you're moving either, even farther away soon and then I might be moving even farther away <laughs> yeah that is very true but we're gonna make it happen one day is my boss calling you now <laughs> <laughs> so my, I just got like a random uh phone call and it might be McConaughey's boss maybe capitalism works harder than we do also, talking about gay, I would like to shout out to two friends I went to Mexico with because we met up with so many like people from the UK and we all know the UK calls cigarettes fags. And so obviously all the UK people were over there like, hey, can I bum a fag? And both of my friends were like, no, 
don't say it in front of Mac, which I thank them so much. I think it's hilarious. Like, you know, and I literally looked up the history of why people call cigarettes faggots. And it's because back in like the old, like 1700s or whenever, you know, words get made and everything, a faggot was a stick. And then that's how it became like for a cigarette because a cigarette stick, you know, and you burn the end of it. Apparently the burning of the end of it is a thing. I don't know why you're burning regular sticks, but yeah. called a faggot. Well, probably. Yeah. So shout out to uh, those girlies. Yeah. Now I can talk about the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial. I, well, yeah. say I'm coming from a place of ignorance because I did not watch the whole trial. I just kind of saw like a couple of things on TikTok and my sister was kind of talking about the trial, but she also didn't watch it like through and through. I know some people were. And I will make a couple of points. Number one, I don't understand why people are making fan cams of Johnny. Because fans TikTok. are weird. Like, okay. Um, I think just because I've had personal not personally affected me, but personally affected someone really close to me was in an abusive relationship. And hearing that both of them are accusing each other of abuse and like kind of hearing some of the audio recordings that I think Amber made or something. It was, I I guess because I know somebody that was in like a physically abusive, emotionally abusive relationship. It just makes me think like, okay, just because there's proof on one end of the spectrum, like he had proof that she had hit him and whatnot. I think she also like cut off his finger. Yeah. Uh, the person close to me had also hit her abuser back and given him a black eye before. And I think he's had like bruises and stuff like that from her hitting him back. So I think that to just assume that Johnny never did anything, uh, obviously I don't know him. I'm not saying he is an abuser, but I'm just saying it just sounds like they had a very toxic relationship. And I, you know, I don't think that it, anybody in the public can exactly say what happened between them. Like only them two know. So, and. Which I do think is hard because, I mean, I also didn't watch the entire thing. I watched snippets, but one of my coworkers, she like binged it. Like, you know, she was watching live every single day. Um, And she's on Johnny's side. Um, So I, and I don't know. I never heard, like, what kind of abuse um, Amber said happened. Uh, she said that he, he, like, slapped her in her face, like, that I can't remember anything else that she said. But I know there was a couple of different points where she said that he slapped her in her face. Right. Again, not saying that Johnny is or is not an abuser. But I do think that she was dishonest a lot on the stand. And yeah. So then it's just really, like honestly does herself an injustice and does like the system an injustice and not being able to know like what actually happened because again yeah. only her and Johnny are actually gonna know exactly and you know now of course there's a bunch of men that have an opinion about abuse all of a sudden when it comes to a man saying that he was abused versus like when women are abused mm-hmm. men don't speak out so I think it's just kind of created a really bad discourse among a lot of people yeah this trial has so yeah those are kind of my thoughts on the trial I know that she has to give him like 10 million dollars which I don't even know what Amber Heard does I don't even know she has 10 million dollars 
this an oh and she uh, oh my gosh she's also bi <laughs> like, a bi person during pride month <laughs> very fitting an icon no but she i don't she's an actress she's in like dc or marvel movies or something i know she dated elon musk but I also saw something about like celebrities net worth and they have already updated it. And she's got like negative like 10 million net worth. Yeah. Well, I think mostly the point of this trial was so that Johnny could get his side of the story out. So mm-hmm. even if he didn't win, he still won in a way because he was yeah. able to like show all of this evidence that it wasn't, at least it wasn't just a one-sided, he was abusing her and she wasn't doing anything. Yeah. I do know that she should. Now I am gonna transition into my story about my really bad lesbian quote unquote like breakups, relationships, people I talk to and stuff. So mine starts with I mentioned her in the last episode. The first girl that I ever matched with on Tinder was actually the first girl I ever hooked up with. And I wanna say when I first went to go meet up with her, I was physically ill. Like I was sitting out in my car outside of her place because I drove to her place and we were going to walk to go get something to eat. And I remember like every single limb in my body felt like it was about to lock up. I felt like I was going to throw up because I was so nervous. It ended up being fine, of course, though. And we saw each other a couple of times before we ended up hooking up. And (laughs) there was one time we had went on a hike together So when we got back, it was super like, you know, it was during the summertime. So we were super sweaty and everything. We got back to her place and she was like, oh, do you want to shower to save water? And I was like, no. (laughs) (laughs) I have so many issues, but I was like, no, you can just get in the shower, babes. You're like, no. You sound like uh, Whoopi Goldberg. She said like when. I think was it her? She was like, they were like, were you? Are you ever gonna get married? She said, no, I don't want anyone in my house. That mood. That Oprah. I know. I think it was Whoopi because Oprah's married. So, yeah, yeah. So then the first time that we like hooked up, quote unquote, and then I bled all over her bed for some reason. Um, it was the homophobia for me in that situation. But then she like rubbed the blood on her like legs and she was like, I like it. So what the fuck? Oh my god, so crazy. Which ritual? Like I am a hundred percent. Period sex does not bother me in this any sense. But I wouldn't rub the blood on myself. <laughs> she was definitely I don't want to call her a weirdo, but there was something like not I don't really know like what was she was just very strange to me she wasn't like anybody i'd ever met before i'll say that can you imagine this simba do you with your own period blood i think i would have been went back to men i'd have been like this is what y'all do this is what you guys do okay bye after we hooked up i think we only hooked up twice and i'm like a very staunch person against morning sex i hate morning sex with a passion and i thought it was just gonna be with men but it's with women as well don't want to have morning sex so there was we like start hooking up in the morning and i was not feeling it so then i went in her bathroom and hid for like 20 minutes hoping she would forget i like sat on my phone like watching tiktoks in the bathroom because i was like i do not want to be doing this 
But I don't know called me because I remember there was one time you were at a girl's place and you called me because you were hiding in the bathroom. Was that another time you were hiding in the bathroom? <laughs> Definitely might have been another time I was hiding in the bathroom. I'm always, I'm always hiding in the bathroom from people. I should have just told her I didn't want to hook up with her, but I didn't want to hurt her feelings. So I was like, you know what's better? To hide in the bathroom for 20 minutes. No, the way that I could just be so mean and rude and forward with a man with zero regard to his feelings. Yeah. I cannot do that with women. And I think it's because I actually respect them. <laughs> yeah. Um, it is. I, for so long, I was like, I can't be me. Like, this is so hard. Like how to just voice what I want. And it was my first ever lesbian experience. So of course, and she was a lesbian quote unquote is what she said. But then she also told me that she hooked up with men for fun. And I was like, I don't think, I'm not here to clock anybody's how they how they identify, but that doesn't make any fucking sense to me. That doesn't make any sense to me. Like maybe if you were like, oh, I'm attracted to men, but I don't want to hook up with them. Like then maybe you could say that you're a lesbian, but if you're actively hooking up with men and women, yeah, it it, it that's not it, babes. I'm not here to police the gays, but that don't sound very gay to me. The math is not mathing. It wasn't. So I had went back to my sneaky link because. I was kind of scared that she was going to stop talking to me because I don't know. I could just like feel in the air. So I ended up like hooking up with my sneaky link like a couple more times after that. But I was never hooking up with both of them at the same time. Don't you guys worry. Do not clock me. And yeah, so I get this text from her after not hearing from her for two days. And it says, I've been on the move. I spent hours at the laundromat yesterday because the machines in my buildings are broken. Sad face. I love the vibes in there, though, honestly. And there was like some other things in the text message, but I was like, so are you saying you didn't text me back for two days because you were in the laundromat? Like, ma'am, just, it's too, like, don't expel the energy to right. lie. That's definitely my biggest pet peeve is like men and women. Like if it's just a hookup, if you just want to hook up, just say that. We are all adults at this point. We should all be emotionally mature enough to just say, hey, this is just a hookup. We can be friends. Just be mature about it. Or you can say, I want a relationship. Just lead with what you want. There's no need to like bullshit someone. Yeah. For so long. And that's kind of what it started to feel like. And eventually I did get a text probably like I hadn't heard from her for for about four days when I got this text message, but she said, I'll just like briefly read some of it. It says, I've been doing a lot of thinking and I realize I'm in no place mentally or emotionally to be in a relationship. I have a lot of issues I need to work on and being with someone else really complicates that. It's not healthy for me to continue being girls first and playing the role of teacher. Mind you, this was after we've already had sex twice. I think the reason I continue to go after inexperienced women stems from my own self-hate and sexual repression. The lack of reciprocity... Don't ask me. And dissatisfaction have taken a huge toll over the time. Let me be clear, though. I have really enjoyed spending time getting to know you in the past month and going on dates and talking to a pretty girl all the time. But I don't think our connection goes beyond that. Honestly, your nervousness never seems to go away, probably because you have a lot of discovery and acceptance to do about your sexuality. The truth is I do as well. And it's a bad combo for both of us to do it at the same time. 
I also get the feeling that you're looking for a monogamous relationship in the future. You absolutely deserve that if you want it, but I don't. So it's pretty unfair for me to continue this any further. And I hope you understand. Basically, the message just keeps going on. She's like, thanks, everything. Queen, bye. So, of course, I don't respond because what am I going to say back to that? I don't care. I'm already on to the next, babes. I don't care. So then in October, so that message was sent in, I think, May, no, July. So she messages me that October. So how many months is that? Like four or five months or something. And she says, I'm sorry for how things ended. It was hurtful that you never answered, but the way I communicated, it seemed like I didn't care as much as I did. So I understand if and still do if you don't answer this. There's something wrong with this girl. You literally said, I don't want a monogamous monogamous relationship and I don't like you, bitch. You basically said I was pretty, but I have no personality. Yeah, I feel like she could have left a lot of that initial message out and just led with the I don't want a monogamous yeah. relationship. You know, if you're trying, because if it's over, it's over. <laughs> need- Let's not have a whole monologue before. Just tell yeah, me Yeah, well, over. that first message was a book. Um, this was a trilogy. Unless I'm saying this for, like, this was a short relationship. I, no, I mean, we've only know? been talking for since April, probably. No, mm-hmm. since June. So it'll only been, like, a month and a half. Yeah, and you guys, since she lived at like an hour or two away, you always be. No, no, no. This, this girl only lived like 30 minutes from me. So we saw oh, each other okay. pretty frequently. But, um, and then the message goes on to say, I missed you a lot. Every time I go to Redacted, <laughs> I don't want to say the restaurant, I think about you and Loki hope I see you there. I miss your smell and your laugh. Every time AOC shows up on my timeline, I think about all those stickers you have and your obsession with her. Every time I pass your job, I wonder if you still work there. And the message just goes on and on and on. What the actual fuck? I was like, write it in your journal. What you need to do is get a therapist, babes. Because how are you going to send me one message that was like, screw you? And then the next message like, actually, I'm obsessed. I'm actually in love. Yeah... You just have to, like, everyone has to understand that point of, like, when it's over. And, like, if someone is not responding to you multiple times, don't reach yeah. out again. You have to leave it. At least, at least you had that issue. My issue was I told my ex to not reach out to me multiple times. And then she Wait still did. Wait until we get into that, y'all. Wait <laughs> until we get into McConaughey's crazy story. Because it is one for the books. Wait and. Also, guys, just know I'm going to preface this by saying that there is a story about Avalanche somewhere in there. That's my <gasps> favorite story. I forgot about the Avalanche. Yeah. Later on in 2021, I started seeing this girl who we do not like. We do not like her. If I have my funeral tomorrow, she's not inviting me. She comes to the door, <laughs> boo her. Yeah. You gotta go. You're not invited because we have beef. No, I mean, I don't hate her, but I just don't like her because she wasn't honest about like anything. But yeah, I met a girl back in November and we talked for a couple months and then we dated for like two months. And then pretty much like out of nowhere, she just broke up with me and said that she wasn't over her ex boyfriend. 
from I don't even I mean I think they had broke up like two months before we started talking but I just feel like that was a lie and maybe she just lost feelings for me and I would have rather heard that than make up a whole thing about how you still have or it wasn't that she still had feelings for her ex it was like she said that I don't know I don't exactly know what she was trying to say but it was a very short phone call it was eight minutes long because I, I did not say anything back I was just like, okay, okay. I feel like people always want a reaction out of me. I'm not going to give it to you. Well, I have, I haven't had like an emotionally mature breakup. And so I have always, like my first reaction is just to like block them because just like spend all day on their page, like refreshing, refreshing, like seeing what they're doing. And it's, it's not a healthy cycle whatsoever. So the best thing for me is just to block them out of sight, out of mind. They're not going to pop up. Um, and so, yeah, I have always just one of my my ex boyfriend from college. I found out that he cheated on me, and I didn't even. I texted him. I said we're done, and then blocked. And then he had to go through my friends to get all of his shit back. Because <laughs> I was just like, I'm not. I'm not giving you the time of day whatsoever. Yeah, and that's totally understandable because I. I think she was the first person I've ever blocked on everything. And that was just because one, oh, I almost forgot the most integral part. So after this phone call conversation, the next day we had met on Hinge and I downloaded Hinge and I went mm -hmm. on to, you know, like where my old messages were and she had updated her Hinge already. Not over your ex? Get off a dating site. Do some, like, some yeah. So that's how I knew that she was lying, and that's why I was so pissed. It wasn't even because we broke up. It was the fact that you lied because you just don't shit people. Just tell right, them right because truth. you're not a grown up enough to just tell somebody like while you're breaking up with them, you have to like make up a lie because she was like, oh, I want to be single, blah blah blah, which I guess you can do by downloading Hinge, but that just like really. I was like, I do not want this person in my life. I don't want to see anything that they're doing. So I literally just like blocked her on everything. And I have not looked at her. Yeah. I have not looked at anything since. And then also I had like followed a bunch of her friends and like her sister and her sister's girlfriend on Instagram and stuff. And I didn't unfriend them just because I felt like, okay, then now that would be petty because they didn't do anything to me. But I just like muted everybody. Mm -hmm. So then I wouldn't see their stuff. So then I'm not constantly reminded. So, and I feel like that's the more mature thing to do than like, because they didn't do anything to me. Right. I know. Yeah. I've had that. I mean, I do unfollow people, um, but it's, it's usually just when like I'm seeing them so much in like their stories yeah. or something. Cause it's like, I'm ready. Like I need them out of sight, out of mind to start my healing yeah. process. And if I, them on someone else's and that's not great either so yeah muting or unfollowing yeah and i will insane. say the best advice like breakup advice that i can give is well one i will say that maybe this wasn't like the worst that, anything mm -hmm. compared to my high school breakup i'm like it's a breeze my high school breakup was literally <laughs> i thought i was going insane after that one that was rough for two yeah years. like two and a half years but it was like so toxic and it was just like this constant cycle of toxicity so i feel like that's why it was so hard and by the time that me and my ex 
like right before we were about to break up or I had already started like this resentment process against her, which is like kind of my fault because sometimes I don't tell people things that they're doing that are irritating me because you have to give yourself like some grace because you, this wasn't high school. Like no, I didn't. Know. No, no, I'm talking about. Oh, I'll censor. I, I can censor her name, um, but she was doing things that really irritated me and which those things were like, I felt like she was very selfish and ungrateful because this is just like one instance. I paid $200 for her birthday dinner and she did not say thank you. And then when I was kind of in a crisis later on during her birthday, I was just having a really like bad anxiety. I wouldn't say it was a full blown anxiety attack, but I was just, in a really bad headspace because I was around all of her friends. And even though I had hung out with them before, I just kind of felt like I was being left out. So I like went to the bathroom to kind of like calm down and stuff like that. Cause I was like, it's not bad. Like, you know, I'm just in an anxious place. And then one of her friends I had not met before I was like at sitting at the table and she asked me a question about myself and I had already like worked myself up. So as soon as I like opened my mouth, like tears came down my eyes and I was like, oh my gosh, that was so embarrassing. I didn't start like, I wasn't like sobbing and like running out of the restaurant. It was a very like silent, like the tears came. I wiped it really quick. I said, hold on, give me a second so I can get my composure back together and I will answer your question. She was like, oh my gosh, her friend was so sweet. And she was like, oh my gosh, you're fine. Like, I understand. I get really anxious sometimes too. And I was like, God bless you, queen. And my ex later on said, yeah, I saw you cry and I thought she's going to ruin my birthday. Oh, brother, this guy stinks. She has a lot to work yes. through. She needs to work through to be a better person. Like As you were saying that, like, you know, that one girl like responded very well. Um, I was just thinking that like through therapy, I have learned that like you can feel whatever you're feeling. Like, whatever you're feeling at a given moment is valid. If you're anxious, if you're scared, if you're, like, whatever you're feeling. Because, like, especially if you have an anxiety disorder. Yeah. Lexapro. Um, we are Lexapro queens. Yes. Um, like, you have an anxiety disorder, you're going to be anxious sometimes. And even if, if it's just the smallest amount, like, it's okay. It should be 100% okay to just be like, hey, I'm anxious right now. Like, yeah. this is what I need or don't need, you know? And just, like, you can state that, you know? not doesn't necessarily mean that, like, anyone has a responsibility to do anything for you. But, like, if I was having, like, an anxiety attack or, you know, really anxious to the point where I was, like, crying, you know, I would hope that, you know, my significant other would kind of you know just check in on me not say something like oh she's gonna ruin my birthday right because for me if my significant other or if one of my friends that I invited to my birthday was really upset about what you know whatever they're upset about I would check on them and make sure they're okay because I'm a decent human being you know I don't even have to be dating on you to check on you like if someone brought a friend to my birthday party like someone I didn't even know if I saw that they were upset I would ask them, hey, are you like, just because it's my birthday doesn't mean like, okay, well, everybody has to be on, you know, in the best mood and everyone has to be like at 100%.
Like, no. And also taking five minutes to check on someone to make sure that they're feeling okay is not going to ruin your entire night. Right. So that's just kind of like a rundown of my fun lesbian stories. But now I'm going to pass it on to Makana because she has some really good ones too. I do have some good ones because I don't know how to act and I have made so many mistakes in my life. But yeah, so when I first came out, I dated like two or three girls that, you know, it was very like casual, like we never did anything. You know? Who are you talking about? Uh, <gasps> I forgot about her. Okay, actually, let me back it up. <laughs> that so. was a good story. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah, so I do have some good stories. I'm going to do a few. Um, so, like, when I first came out, I think, like, the first girl I talked to, she had also just come out. So, nothing really ever happened there. It was just... You know, we were both very awkward first-time lesbians. She was really hot, though. I will say that. She was. I think she was Russian. Oh, we're not. Anyway. We're ta- I'm talking about Karen. Oh, my God. I forgot about Okay. So, coming to me, I actually have a similar story to Armani. Um, this is, like, the first girl I ever had, like, a real crush on. And I, I mean... We did kiss once. And so, but I still never knew where we were at. And we would hang out, but we wouldn't really text and she wasn't super responsive. Um, I don't remember half of this relationship because like, I think my brain has just like recessed, yeah, blocked it out. Um, But I do remember like, I think she ended up getting a boyfriend or something. And I was so sad because we uh, we were like at drunk at a party and she like grabbed me and started making out with me. And like I was already crushing. So I was like, thank God. And then the next day it was like, that didn't happen, you know? And then the boyfriend came to the picture and I was like, hey, what? What is going on? Really? Could have been me. Should have been me. When I came out, I my silly little rat brain was like, oh my God, dating women is going to be so much better than dating men. It is not. It's not. Y'all, you're going to get your feelings hurt because this time you're not dating gremlins and people that crawl from underneath a bridge. You're dating hot women. Okay, yeah. So that happened. So I kind of just moved on from that, you know, pick myself back up. I was like, not hurt at all. We're just going to keep going. Um, And then onto a relationship where I, I was toxic. I was very toxic in this relationship in the start of it, not during it, actually, once we were like dating, but like the creation of the relationship was, I was not great. Um, So (laughs) the girl that I ended up dating next was the friend of one of my ex-friends. Nope, was the ex-girlfriend of one of my ex-friends. This friend and I had a very complicated relationship. But, you know, I kind of just 
I was like, okay, I can't really do this anymore. You know, I have become like super intentional with like my friendships, you know, like if you don't serve me and she was also very toxic. So I was like, I don't really want that in my life. Like I am trying very hard to work on myself. Um, so, which does sound hypocritical now that I say it out loud because like I was trying to work on myself and then I did something that, you know, I knew was toxic, but her ex liked me on hinge and I'm just gonna, you know, admit it. I was horny and I didn't care at that point. And I kind of just approached it as like a friend at first, you know, just like, Hey, like, cause you know, you like your friends on dating apps sometimes. I don't do that, but I know like that's a thing that some people do. She, I don't remember what she said, but I'm pretty sure I just said like, Hey, you know, like just trying to be friendly. But I also knew what I was doing. I a hundred percent knew what I was doing. Yes. Yeah. So she, she, we talked about just like athletics and working out and that, and then she just got really flirty and I just kind of gave into the flirtiness because I was like, fuck it. What's there to lose? You know? Um, Dignity, self-respect. <laughs> just kidding. There was nothing. There was literally nothing wrong with this girl. Uh, well, actually, no, there was a lot wrong with this girl, but not in like a way that reflected on you. Yeah, I will say, you know, not even trying to toot my own horn, but the majority of my relationships have not like the demise has not been my fault. But I remember she, because she and my friend had, like, they were, like, on and off for a while. So I don't remember, like, exactly when they had broken up. Um, But she talked about her a lot, which is a red flag that I continually ignored in two relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, it's fine. They're just communicating with me. Like, no, not over their ex, actually. Yeah, the lesbian stereotype yeah. is not over their ex, I guess, is, like, partially true. But, like, me and McConnell are both over our exes, so. Anyway, I started working out with her. And the first workout, I deadass threw up. She did not take shit easy on me whatsoever. I was like, this is going to be a cute little gym workout. I threw up. That is, like, the opposite of cute, you know? It, um, yeah, you were not slaying. Your Honor, she's not slaying. No. I was so embarrassed. I was like, this is how like the first interaction is going to go. Okay, cool. But then, you know, we continued hanging out and I knew she didn't want a relationship. She said, I don't want a relationship. I said, okay, cool. That's fine. Like we can just, you know, hang out. Like I'm not pressed to be in a relationship. You know, like I like where we're at. No pressure. But, you know, as we were hanging out, AKA for a solid week, because Lesbian. Lesbian. Um, Fast, y'all. They didn't lie about that. She just kept saying things like, oh, like, if you weren't scared, like, I'd be dating you right now. And I was like, what? What do you, I'm not scared. Like, I was like, you're the one that didn't want a relationship. Yeah. And then she said, right. And I was like, have you, like, changed your mind about that? Like, are you sure you don't want to, like, talk this out? Right. And she was like, no. And then I was a big old dummy, part two, and I asked her to be my girlfriend. And we, you know, we're doing really well. And then she gave me COVID. So we both had COVID. 
Oh, yeah. That was cute. That was a fun time. Right. And at the time, I lived in a house with two other roommates. So obviously, I was locked in my bedroom with COVID, not talking or seeing anyone. And she got mad because my roommates and I were not comfortable with her coming over with COVID because, like, it was already a miracle that they didn't catch COVID while I had like, why introduce another person with COVID? Yeah, that has COVID. That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. And she would be like, oh, my God, like, your friends tell you what to do and everything. I forgot about that, too. She was toxic. She also would never sleep over, you know, prior to this because she didn't ask her mom and dad because she lived at home. Which I 100%, like, if you live at home with, like, your Family or parents, like, respect, you know, the people that you live with, no matter who they are. But we were, what, 22, 23 years old, like, graduated college, big girl job. No, she was, she had been out. Oh, I thought there was someone that you talked to that wasn't. Oh, okay. Yeah, I met her parents. Um, I cooked them dinner. You're welcome. (laughs) Uh, Her dad and I talked about kitchen remodeling. We love. But yeah, so and she, yeah, she would not spend the night because she didn't, her mom and dad didn't want her to. And I was like, how old are we? Yeah, that's, it's giving very, it's giving very much underage, giving very much minor. Yes. And I would have, like, I never said anything, but the fact that she tried to like use my friends against me when we had (sighs) COVID-19. Yeah. And this was in what, 2020? our vaccines at that point yeah no we did not have the vaccines at that point um so then eventually she started gaslighting me saying that she didn't want a relationship <laughs> that shit was absolutely insane i was like i feel gaslit i'm not even i remember i facetimed you and i was like what is she even talking about I remember those messages and mcconnell was going the fuck off just know because I, I sent her a screenshot of when she said <laughs> if you weren't scared I'd be dating you and she said I never said that I said there's a screenshot what do you mean that's here she's fucking crazy and then keep going yeah like if you don't want something don't tell me you want something yeah like be honest um so yeah then she just continued to try to gaslight me and I was just going off I, I was not holding back. I was like, look, this isn't going to work. And the way that she was speaking to me by the end of like the full breakup, you know, where we like locked each other and everything mm-hmm. by the end of our whole breakout conversation, the way that she was speaking me speaking to me during it, I was not sad. And I felt bad. I like talked to my friends and I was like, am I like a bad person for like not feeling sad about this breakup? Which I think just continues to prove that I was being toxic and unhealthy in that moment. Um, So yes, I did have a lot of other things I was working through at that time. So that was also about the time that I think we started thinking that I might be bipolar, which I am not bipolar, but we still are trying to figure out what's going on in my little rat brain. Yes. So that was one. And then since that relationship ignited a fire in me, I was like, I still want to be happy. You know, like I like being in a relationship, you know, 
I was earlier. I was trying to come up with like a funny movie title, but they were all kind of mean. So I was like, let me not do that. But it was wine queen. The way how okay, actually, let's let's take a question from the audience. Armani, how would you describe her? Actually, that's how I want to start. A snake in the bushes. That was a good one. Um, because she fooled all of us. Um, maybe Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, but maybe that might get a little theatrical. But you know, definitely theatrical. You said what? Was theatrical. (laughs) Very true. Okay, but the one story that I really want to tell that I think just tops it all off on like because our whole relationship was great. Oh my god, everyone loved her thought you know i was gonna move with her to a whole nother state the way that i was fooled everyone was fooled we were all clown noise boo boo the fool up in here um which is honestly what pisses me off the most because you know i thought i was having like my first heartfelt breakup you know because she was going to like go to therapy, work on herself. And you know how I am. I am a therapy queen. Go work on yourself. Yeah. I just want to step in and say McConaughey called me after they broke up and McConaughey was very upset, but like really understanding, but I don't know. I'm a skeptic at heart. Obviously I didn't say this to McConaughey at the time. Don't tell your friends. Don't be like rude to them when they call you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, don't tell them like, Oh, I think she's lying, but that's what I felt from the beginning after you told me everything that she, that she said. And that's my problem. I'm the opposite of you. I'm not a skeptic. I take everyone at their word and I am super understanding, which has bitten me in the ass. So more times than I can count pretty much every single person I've ever dated. Um, <clears throat> but I can't help it. It just, it's my toxic trait to myself. So, but basically after we broke up, I found out that she had, She had lied about everything um, and she was like moving. There was so many moving parts in this, but long story short, I just said, okay, I don't want to have any connection with you whatsoever. We don't need to be friends. Don't need you on social media because I'm just a person like I need to block you because if I keep seeing your shit around, I just keep thinking about you and I don't want to think about you. Also, yeah, McConnell was telling me like that this girlfriend or this ex was telling her stuff about her personal life and McConaughey was still trying to be a friend to this person and I was literally like "Mm, this needs to stop immediately I do not like this but obviously hindsight is 2020 it pisses me off so much to think about that like right it was like maybe a day or two after we broke up she facetimed me upset about her ex (laughs) And then she was like, can we hang out? And I was like, absolutely not. Like, I'm willing to hear you out and kind of like be here, but we're not going to hang out because what, what do you think this is? Because you're still trying to heal. So it's like, no, we can't still, we can't hang out this soon after breaking up when you're trying to go through your healing process that like literally never works. Right. And when we first broke up, it wasn't like I, like I've been like in, like when I've been cheated on in the past, like it was blocked immediately, zero contact, forget and move on. 
Um, it just works best for me. I don't feel like giving the time of day to someone who wronged me. Um, so when we first broke up, you know, I was like, I told her I needed space to like, you know, heal. Like I can't talk to her every day because, you know, then I'm going to be sad. And But I told her, I was like, it doesn't have to be like a forever break. You know, I just, I want to be able to take time to myself and like get my head back in place. She didn't like that. So she continued to text me on everything. Um, and when I block her phone number, she would reach out on something else. So I had to block all of her social medias. And then she also reached out to me on TikTok. So then I had to block her TikTok. And then she reached out to me on WhatsApp. And then another time she called me off of her friend's phone out of nowhere. And when I answered, she was like, I was like, hello, you know, like, didn't know who this was. And she said, hey, and the hung up immediately. I have never hit that hang up button so fast. I wish I had a flip phone because I would. So basically, she just, I kept saying like, what is not clicking Stephen? Because she, whatever I said, it was not going through. So she just texted me and texted me all the time, hitting me up on WhatsApp, blocked her on WhatsApp. Then I got drunk on my birthday and texted her. And that's my own fault. Mission failed. We'll get him next time. That's drunk, Mac. And I don't know her. So then after that, I don't think I blocked her again. So and then, uh, you know, months go by and everything. And one day... She had called me at 10.30 at night, which, I mean, she did. She was on the West Coast and we're on the East Coast. So the time changed. So it was probably, like, early for her. Um, and she was like, sorry, I just want to check in with you. And I was like, we, d- we don't need to do check-ins. Like, it's not something we need to do. Not interested in being your friend. Also, I did find out some other things about her that it was like past just not wanting to be a friend after a breakup. It was like some other stuff. And she, Armani, I'm going to read these again because I forgot how funny these messages were. So I said, we don't need to do check-ins. And she said, chill. She told me to chill. And then said, (laughs) she said, keep in mind, folks, I'm on the East Coast. Good old North Carolina. She is in... Colorado or Utah? No, Nevada. Oh. Nevada. Um, And she said, there was an avalanche here yesterday at my work. So I was just reaching out to everyone I care about to make sure they're good. (laughs) How would an avalanche on the West Coast affect me on the East Coast? That's a really good physics question that I'm not able to answer at this at this time. And I asked, I was like, how would that affect me? And she's like, obviously it did it, but it affected me. So I wanted to let the people I care about know that I care about them because you never know what can happen. <laughs> and oh, here's my favorite part. Here's my favorite part. And then she said, you know what? You're not even that nice of a person. I know you feel some way about me for how I was going through a lot mentally. And for someone who claims to care about mental health publicly (laughs) on social media and other people, you sure were quick to not give a fuck about me when I was struggling. I'm still the same person I was when we met and I'm a good person. Sorry for wasting your time. 
Let me tell you, I will read my clap back. I just need to give everyone, you know, a preface of what happened right after we broke up for the first time when she said she needed to work on herself. I cried to her and I was like, let me like, I can be that person for you. Like I am willing to be your girlfriend and be there for your mental health, you know, normal girlfriend duties. Um, And even after like, cause you know, I started out saying, you know, I wanted to be there for you, but then she broke up with me. So it's like, okay. And then that one time where she was like talking to me about her ex and I was like, can I come over? I was like, no. And also you can't talk to me about this stuff because I can't not be your girlfriend because you need to heal and you don't want me to help you with this stuff. And then you sit here and vent to me and expect me to give you feedback. So she didn't want me to help her. Um, and the fact for her to turn around and be like, you know what? You're not a nice person. <laughs> okay. I said, literally fuck all the way off. I swear all you have is the fucking audacity to come crying to me because I haven't been nice to you. I said, you broke up with me, constantly changed the reason we broke up. Yeah, it was like six different reasons by the end of it. Um, Didn't go to therapy like I urged her to. She was like, I can't find a therapist, which I completely understand. It is hard to find a therapist, let alone like once you find a therapist, if they like fit you. So I know like that process can be insane. In an entire month, she said she was searching. She did not reach out to a single person. And then I was like, and you also crossed every single boundary I tried to set with you to be a friend to you. And then you're going to tell me I'm the one that's mean. Okay. I said, fucking reality check. I don't have to be nice to you. As you should. As you should. Yeah. So that was my uh, near death experience with an avalanche. (laughs) (laughs) Also, I just want to mention, I was saying this when... <gasps> what i didn't even remember the craziest thing that happened what? With her. when uh, she was visiting back in town for something and me and my friends had gone to the club and she showed up at the same club i was at this was like right around the same time she called me off of her friend's phone and the second she came up to me at the club i was like i'm good like i don't want to talk to you i just like walked away you know Was that not enough of a hint? Apparently not. Because then (laughs) she just kept following me around and she was trying to talk to my friends and my friends were like, she doesn't want to talk to you. Fuck off. Like what's not clicking. Um, And one of my friends legit, I think was about to fist fight her because she was just getting in her face and everything. And she was drunk and I was like running around. Are you running to the bar like a fucking chicken with my head cut off trying to avoid her i do remember there was at one point this was a very petty thing for me to do but i thought it was so funny at the time it, it's still funny actually she was behind me and i could see that she was like walking up to me and i like went through the crowd went up to this one girl started dancing with her and she turned around she was like are you gay and i said yeah and then we started making out um so And she was right behind me. So screw you. I support that. And then, you know, she kept following me around the bar to the point where I was so frantically running around the bar. One of the bouncers were like, what are you doing? Like, I think they thought I was crazy. And I was like, she 
won't stop following me. And he was like, okay, I'll escort you out. So he escorted, had to get escorted out of the bar. Yeah. Keep her from following me. Um, but then of course, like once you're out of the bar, they can't help you from there. You know, you're just on the street. So then she followed me out of the bar, got in a screaming match with one of my friends on the side of the road because she wouldn't stop following me. Um, and then shout out to this random person on the side of the road. She was walking by us on the sidewalk and heard me like screaming, like, fuck off. I don't want to talk to you. And, you know, obviously everyone's following me yelling and it's just a commotion. And this person was like, is this a lesbian fight? And we were like, yeah. And she squared up in the middle of the sidewalk, like, thou shall not pass, like some Gandalf shit. She was like, you can't go past me. And she, that person like kept her from getting past and we got into her a medal of honor a medal of honor for our queen yes i hope she's doing well well today yes um but yeah that one was like the most insane because i think it was just crazier because it was also in person yeah and she was following me around yeah and i want to say that people with severe mental illness never leave relationships. (laughs) So that's how I knew that it was BS because the most mentally ill people I know are hanging on to a relationship for a dear fucking life, like grabbing onto it. So that's why when she was like, oh, I mean, I'm sure there are people out there that, you know, really do break up with people for their mental health, but I don't know. I was like, "Mm, I don't know. Not my experience. So yeah, cue Law & Order music because McConnell almost uh, was in a true crime documentary, as we said earlier. So. I really do think if I moved with her, I'd have my own Hulu special and everything. Yeah. But next week, we are probably going to come back with, we haven't really discussed it yet, but I was thinking maybe like the male gaze versus the female gaze. And okay. yeah, I think that would be a good episode. Yeah. yeah. And then like kind of go into like cop pets. I feel like it intertwines very well. Yes. And I'm going to have my sister on as a guest star because she is straight and and she has some really funny um, stories about men that she has dated. So it'll be a good episode. But yes. So come back next week, guys. Bye. Bye.